0: Everybody is just having so much fun. If she turns evil, I will no longer talk to you anymore. swear <laughs> swearing into water. Right. Under my breath so the kids don't hear. Right, yes, of course. Right. Welcome to this week's episode of Wizards and Wine. It's an exciting week for us here at Wizards and Wine because we kick off kind of a new story arc. Still very much involved with um, Night's Defiance and everything that's been going on there, but uh, there's been some drama around headquarters. And some really interesting new developments and we hope that you dig it let's get into this week's episode when we last met uh the headquarters was attacked you guys faced down three hags you were victorious however the headquarters did not fare so well we had the death of criella and one of her acolytes um we had (laughs) uh pete is gone We know that he went somewhere tropical. That's about all that we know for sure. Smegbrum and Boski are both okay. Atlee came through it okay. Hagen um, was pulled down into a black pit. We're not really sure where he is or what has happened there. Yeah, but tentacles grabbed a hold of him and pulled him through the hole. Yeah, it's true. Boy toy. I know. So it's been about two weeks at the headquarters since this happened to you all and right after the invasion that's what we're going to call it you saw Darjan and the librarian head up into the library to you presume start to try to figure out what the hell happened and how the uh, monsters and, and the bad guys were able to get into the pocket dimension there hasn't really been any updates on that about how that happened or how it was able to happen from anybody official kind of leads you to believe that there probably isn't really a fine answer for that yet but in the two weeks since all of this happened there's been another very strange occurrence at the headquarters uh there was one morning you were all actually Sleeping in bed everybody was all comfy cozy in bed and the whole building started to shake and the next thing You know there was a giant bang and it felt like the castle was slammed And you guys were kind of bounced out of your beds and everybody landed on the floor It was really the only time that every single person in the headquarters has all been awake all at the same time So there's actually a couple of hundred people um, Who were awoken this particular we'll call it early morning as everybody ran to a window to see what happened, you guys were pleasantly surprised. Outside of your window were green fields, beautiful blue sky, lots of animals on one side of the castle. On the other side of the castle, when you looked out the window, you were you were greeted with a bright white brick wall, which turned out to be the outside wall of another castle. <laughs> What? Yep, the outside wall of another you? castle. So, so you, castle? So what happened mm-hmm. was the three remaining acolytes of Criella were trying to find out the secret sauce to keep the pocket dimension intact, to keep it safe, to reinforce the bubble that had been created by Criella. They inadvertently popped the bubble and dropped the castle down into a kingdom called Paxodium. How do you spell that? I need to take my notes here. P A X O T I do U <laughs> M. Okay. Sounds like a drug, does, but it's not.
1: Like no. it's not with side effects.
0: Like <laughs> Lots yeah. of side effects. <laughs> All of the side effects. Okay, uh, the people of Paxodium refer to themselves as Paxians. They're a city of largely humans. There are a a few other races, you know, like there's a few gnomes that are are there. Um, What's really interesting about this city that you guys have learned is that their prison has been completely empty for 30 years. There is no crime. There is no famine. There is no poor. It is truly a utopia. There are exactly 5,438 people who live in Paxodium at all times. The number never goes up, and when it goes down, there's a lottery that happens among the families of Paxodium, and the person who wins that lottery is able to have a child. So that's how they keep the numbers the same. The king is a title given to a male or female ruler. Uh, male or female, I like that. Male okay. or female, will always be king. Uh, you know that uh, there is a royal council of four, and they call themselves the Peacebringers. They help to advise the king. The only time that this council is called together is when there are disagreements that are unable to be solved easily. And I mean, these are huge disagreements in terms of what excuse me, Paxodium really experiences. And that is handled, in large part, by a group who calls themselves the envoys. So they kind of look after the large disagreements. The everyday disagreements, things like, you know, they didn't bring their trash cans in, and I don't like to see that, you know, in front of my house, things like that. Those kinds of disagreements, almost like an HOA, are handled by a group who call themselves the heralds. I don't know if you want to call it the law enforcement disagreements. Take her care of so i don't know but you've got the heralds if the heralds can't do it it escalates to the envoys and then if the envoys can't do it it gets brought up to the peace bringers who bring it to the king okay the title of king is passed through a family so there's a royal family and the title is passed down to the firstborn be it male or female when the army goes to war the death of a soldier is seen as a gift to the city because it allows them to, uh, you know, usher in the next generation of Paxians. The religion of the city, they worship a God called Ro, R-A-O. So I assume I'm saying it right. The king currently is named Helena the Just. And the, the four, the council of the four, um, are four knights. There's the Gold Knight, the Purple Knight, the Red Knight, and the Blue Knight. The Gold Knight is called Frederick the Gold. He has mostly white hair, and he's in his early 50s. The Purple Knight is Vivian the Purple. Uh, She has black hair with bright blue eyes, and she's in her late to early 40s. Sorry, late 30s, early 40s. Uh, We have the Red Knight called Magnus. Obviously, Magnus the Red. Uh, He's in his late thirties, and he's very um, much—you could equate him with your typical like virile guy who works out at the gym all the time. Like he's walks around like he's got like giant lats. You know what I mean? Like anyway, Uh, the Blue Knight is called Alfred the Blue. He's in his mid forties. He has a very kind face, and he has soft, like a soft brown color to his hair. So that's, I like yeah, that's the breakdown of uh, the city that you've been able to discern so far in, in the two weeks that you've been there, the things that you've learned. I will also tell you that you are coming into a time that the city celebrates called the Holy Week. It leads up to the holiest of days on their calendar, which is called the Holy Day of Serenity. It features a game of Holy Judgment, all four nights showcase their new recruits in teams of 27. And we're gonna get into that in just a second. But first, um, I think that we need to do this first. Okay, so that's the background in the city. That's currently where you guys have been. You woke up, the giant bang, everybody was shaken out of bed. So it's been about two weeks. You've had a lot of your um, memorial gatherings for people who were lost during the invasion of the headquarters. Right. Okay. That's something that I forgot to mention. So as the castle fell, right, one window, you saw the beautiful meadows and the beautiful birds and blue skies and wind and and all of that kind of stuff. But on the other side, when you looked out the window, you could see the gleaming white wall of the outside of another castle. But it's so close that if you reach your arm out the window, you're actually touching that other castle. Like, it was... Really <laughs> close gross. to being a catastrophe, right? Like Horrible he, parking job. <laughs> yeah. You know, there was obviously some misunderstanding <laughs> when the Paxians woke up to a new castle sitting outside of their walls. But uh, you met, or not you, Darjan and the librarian met with Helena the Just. The Council of Four convened and everyone explained what had happened Uh, Darshan and the Librarian didn't really go into a whole lot of detail about exactly what Knight's Defiance does, but they did explain um, that they were fighting on the side of good and that, you know, the pocket dimension and and all this stuff. And for some reason, uh, King Helena took it, bought it, hook, line, and sinker. (laughs) And uh, because of this... Um, the Council of Four have always remained a little bit suspicious of people who came from the Knights Defiance Castle. So you are, when you go into the city, you're not exactly, you know, like followed (laughs) like you're criminals, but people definitely take note of where you are and what you guys are up to. So you're not watched and followed, but you're kind of watched and followed, you know? (laughs) Okay, gotcha. Okay, so you guys have landed, this is the beginning of the Holy Week. The Holy Week of Paxodium. And everybody is getting really excited, and here is where the four knights and the four colors of the knights comes into play. The first day of the Holy Week culminates in two games. The winners from these two games go on to face each other in the final match, which happens on the very last day of the Holy Week, the Day of Holy Judgment. So you have your gold knight, purple knight, red knight, and blue knight. So you have those four teams. You've got team gold, purple, red, and blue. And they play this game. It's kind of like soccer meets rugby mixed with MMA. (laughs) <laughs>
1: full contact do we have to play this because oh my god <laughs>
0: <laughs> no you, i can't play i got this right yeah no no you guys are not going to take part in in the tournament because you have to have been born in the city in order to to participate so it's not a game for outsiders who have come into the city each team consists of 27 players each match is 50 minutes long there are no substitutions, so all 27 players go on the field at the same time, and when you're done, you're done, and you get pulled off of the field usually by, you know, the medics, the doctors. The free-for-all oh, the medics. The medics. medics, yeah. The field is 20 meters by 40, so it's a large rectangle. It's basically a sand pit, and there's a goal that stretches the uh, length of the field at each end. So it's a 20 foot 20 yard whatever I said 20 meter long goal so it's a net right but it has a little wall on the bottom of it so you can't just kick it in you have to kind of shoot the ball in and it goes over the little wall but if it goes over the fence you get you actually get a half a point for the other team if you shoot the ball and you miss it's also a half a point for the other team if you score it's one point for your team. So you have four goalkeepers which stay at the back of the field. There are three fullbacks. Those are the ones that run the ball through. There's five halfbacks, and then there are 15 forwards. They are the ones that take the brunt of the, for lack of a better word, violence. Their goal is to tire out... Um, beat up, incapacitate somehow their opponents. However, even in this violence, there are rules. There's no kicking to the head allowed. Um, They can't, there's no like two-on-one fights. If that happens, then those two players are immediately kicked off of the field, things like that. Um, So there is a little bit of civility amongst all of this chaos. None of these players are professional. Um, And... They all volunteer. So the teams are made up of people who are trying to um, join the military, basically. So these four knights are the head of the military. This tournament, at the end of the week, decides which army will represent the city should they be called to war. And it's a huge honor. So as soldiers fall, it gives permission for people inside of the city to uh, to be able to have kids and, and grow their family, that kind of thing. So it is actually a, a big deal to make it into the military. Do you have any questions so far? So we're go- probably going to be spectators. Yes. We're going
1: to be spectators, but we're not playing, right? Mm-hmm. We've got that correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are we going to have to take sides <laughs> and then be killed because we took sides? <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, no, nothing like that is going to happen. I know happen. how
1: things work. Yeah, right.
0: It's almost like I have um, been your DM for a year. Nothing. Right? Like, <laughs> nothing like that is going to happen. Really, this is all about you kind of getting comfortable in the city is what today's game is about. Because what's going to happen is Cynthia... Janet and Christine you guys are gonna go off and do your thing and Aaron and Renee are gonna go off and do their own thing and this city is gonna kind of be the hub uh, for what you guys are up to so I just thought that it would be a fun way for you guys to get to know the city is to join them during this Holy Week and experience the city in its absolute craziness because other than this event they're really again is no badness in this city. It truly is a utopia. There truly is nobody starving. There's no homelessness. There's no crime. Um, you know, disagreements that happen in the city are very small and very petty, and for the most part, are able to be solved by the heralds. And there's very few things that get escalated up to the point of the king having to be involved.
1: Is this like the purge?
0: No, it's not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that one day a year where everyone can commit all the atrocious murders and crimes that they would like. I haven't seen The Purge. Right. <clears throat> it's terrifying. I honestly find yeah, those no. movies terrifying.
0: Because they are it's oh. a little bit too real, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. Also, okay, mind. so we know it's not The Purge. It's definitely not. <laughs> it really isn't. Um, I this- like the play movies. You like the what? The plague, plague movies. The plague movies. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Again, a little bit too real. Also real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, I can tell you this, too. Okay, so the, because I went all in on this, um, the, the sigil for the king is a peace lily. The sigil for the peace bringers is a quarter moon. The sigil for the heralds is a star, and they wear these on their uniforms, right? And the envoys wear a sun. So when you put it all together, the flag is the peace lily in the center, with the sun above, the moon below, and a star to the left. There's nothing on the right of it, which is actually kind of the same as the layout of the city. There's nothing on the side of the wall where the Knights Defiance Castle landed. It's like the very outside of the city. So there's always 5,438 people who live here. When the elderly pass, there's a lottery to see who can conceive a new resident of the city. Um, It's met with great fanfare, you know, all of that kind of stuff. We have talked a little bit about the game and how it works. Played in a sand pit, 20 by 40 with four goalkeepers, five halfbacks, three fullbacks, and 15 forwards. There is the head of each army, so the the knights who sit in the, the council with the king. They're also all involved, and they are all on the field. They are always one of the 15 forwards, and they are always the first on the field to kind of meet and clash with each other. Um, that kind of signifies the start of each match is you know, these two meeting in the middle and kind of taking their first swings at each other. So it's up to the fullbacks to kind of be watching for the the paths that are cleared when they play this game. Now, each of the four colors, even though there's one army that's kind of representing the, the entire city, each of the colors is always represented completely equally through the city. So on the castle walls, there's the castle in the middle, which is like a big tower and the castle wall kind of goes in a square. At each corner of the square is, flies a different colored flag, right, so they're always represented equally. I'm gonna tell you about this piece as well. So on the highest floor in the tower is where the council meets with the king. The king sits in the very center of a square. The square is broken down into quarters. Each quarter is colored in with either gold, purple, red, or blue. And the king has four petals at their feet. So as the king is facing you, the only person who can interrupt you is the king. So the other four knights have to be quiet while you say your peace. And the king can hit another pedal and, you know, kind of rotate around to the next person who is speaking, that kind of thing. Each of the peace bringers Sits in an intricately carved chair with a very high back. Think like a throne. So each one of them gets one. The king's throne is called the throne without favor. There's no back on the king's chair. So it's not showing any kind of um, alliance with any of the knights. Even if their army is the one that's representing the city. So they are kind of equal when they come to speak with the king and meet with the king. When the king's chair turns, he's never with a back completely to one person in the room. So he's never like sitting on a diagonal. It's always like he always has two people in front of him and, and two people kind of in the periphery as well. Like nobody is ever completely back on. So this is day one of the Holy Week. And uh, okay. the, the games are scheduled to begin that day. The first match starting <clears throat> at lunchtime. So there will be two matches that day. The winner of of the match, each match, will face off again at the end of the Holy Week for the ability to represent uh, the city at war. Everyone is gathering in Unity Square. It's in the center of town. All around Unity Square are all of the various shops and and things like that if you want to go and have a look at any of those. I will give you a list of shops that you can go and visit. Um, You have the Nodding Sword Hardware Store. Where you can go and you can... Did you create this and you can't say it? (laughs) I know, right? It's pretty funny. Okay, so uh, all of these things. The Fit So Good is a clothing store. These are all punnies. There's the Heavy Door Tavern. I'll explain more about that in a second. There's the Perfect Elixir Perfumery. There's the Bronze Chest Mm -hmm. Repairs. Cookies and Cream Bakery Slash Cafe. There's the Oristo Cut. So you can go get your hair cut if you want. There's the Ninkum Soup. It's a soup shop. <laughs> There's the Skin Dependent Tattoo Shop. There's the Lettuce In. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> the Deserving Boar Bookstore. The stri- Can
1: I just say, right? Renee would love this so much. Where is
0: Renee? <laughs> She's God on her way to New Brunswick. Know. yeah She,
1: this is her jam. Mm-hmm yes it is
0: there's also a few um food carts that are a little bit closer to where the arena is because it's kind of like on the outskirts of town it was built kind of as an afterthought um but uh, the carts uh there's one selling fresh fruit one sells veggies and one sells ale so the veggie cart is called the striped apple the veggie cart is the sparkling carrots and the ale cart is called the kissing mug <laughs> Can we go to all of these things, though? They all sound incredible. (laughs) I mean, no, you can do whatever your little heart desires. So, yeah, you guys, uh, the the castle doors were open to you. Amber, actually, uh, was the one who encouraged you guys to get out because uh, a lot of people have been kind of sequestered inside of the castle over the last couple of weeks while um, Darjan kind of made nice and made friendly with uh, the king. And uh, once there was a relationship and a rapport kind of established, more and more of you have been able to roam freely through the city. Again, are not exactly watched and followed when you go into the city, but people kind of keep an eye on, on what you guys are up to. It is, again, you have to understand it is very unusual for there to be people who are new coming into this city. They do have immigrants who move in, obviously, like there are gnomes and things like that. But the ability to come in and move into the city is quite rigorous because what that does is you actually trump a family from being able to have a baby as you move in because there's always that number um, in the city and that's always consistent. Unless, for example, uh, like if an entire army was wiped out, then obviously it's going to take some time for the residents to have enough babies to kind of build up that population again. So what would you like to do? That's entirely up to you. You're in a brand new city, <laughs> the possibilities are endless. I want to go to the cafe and perfumery. Okay.
1: Kara probably wants, drink. wants to yeah. drink. Yeah. Wants
0: <laughs> to drink? Aaron, what would you like to do? Um, so there's, like, these games, are we allowed to go watch them? Oh yeah, absolutely, yep. Yeah. It is kind of mid-morning, so the games start around noon, so you do have a little bit of time before the games start yeah
1: well i'll just go and poke around some of
0: the shops and see what's going on and okay. they accept up gold they do accept gold yes um and you were given uh the balance due to you from knights defiance because they've kind of they're they're definitely in rebuild mode i mean the castle it was dropped so and yeah. it was attacked so there are a lot of things there's a lot of construction and stuff like that happening at the castle a lot of repairs being done um, and a lot of new recruits as well, uh, because you lost, that's not you, the Knights Defiance lost so many people during that invasion. Everybody who was at Knights Defiance has, has been given not really an allowance, but you've kind of been brought up to, to mark with your pay. I'm going to say that you guys were each given 300 gold pieces.
1: Yeah. for just for, <laughs>
0: just for uh, House Hagen, <laughs> did we ever find him? No, Hagen is missing. He is among the missing. missing. Yeah, there are a few others okay. who are missing as well. So maybe I'll rights. go find
1: him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> or shopping. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you can you can try to find him. I don't know where you're gonna look, but you can try to find him. Or you can maybe go to that. the Cookies and Cream Bakery Cafe. It's-
1: I well, my character's hungry, so I'm yeah. gonna go there first okay. to the Cookies and Cream of bar- Bakery. Of course, she. Yes. It is I'm getting, morning. I'm going to the bar.
0: You're going to? Okay. Caver. So who's with I'll Janet? i to the bar. Okay. So you two are together. Aaron, are you going to the bar? Or are you going to tag along for some cookies and cream? I'll tag along for some cookies and cream. Okay. Yeah, Good right. girl. <laughs> All right. So we're going to start with uh, Janet and Aaron. So you guys head over to the uh, cookies and cream bakery slash cafe. That by the way, is the full title of the, the place. And as you walk up to it, you're seeing a 10 foot maybe inset. And then there's the front of this particular shop. And that 10 feet has been turned into like an outdoor patio situation. There is a lot of filigree work around the front and along the uh, edges of all of the windows. So it almost looks like a frosted cake. Um, the, cool. Yeah, The door has been propped open and you can smell all of the smells of baking fresh bread, all of that stuff coming from inside. It's mixed with the wonderful smell of fresh coffee. Um, You can smell also some exotic teas as well that have been brewed and are available for um, purchase. As you go inside the door, I would like you to roll for perception.
1: Okay. 17.
0: Erin, did you roll? Are we on GoPro? (laughs) (laughs) right <laughs> <laughs> are we in your bathroom are you gonna go pee oh <gasps> thank god you're on mute if we can't she's saying something right what are you saying i don't i don't know right. your, your
1: mic's muted right
0: uh all right well you can mute us and we'll just make janet's rolls count for you as well okay 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 all right so janet you're rolling for two do you want to give me another roll no
1: okay do you trust me aaron Oh, that's okay. Thirteen and then well, are we using
0: <laughs> she my said, she shook her head no she said no. Perception? <laughs> my perception is plus one. Okay. So I we'll mean, say, we'll say fourteen. That's fine. Yeah. Erin, <clears throat> what's your perception? Can you tell me? Plus five. Whoa. Okay, okay then
1: let's go. So so, thirteen
0: plus five is eighteen. Eighteen. Okay. So go. a seventeen that's and better. an eighteen. All right. So as you guys walk into the store. There are, uh, you know, those really nice d- glass display cases. They're quite high. Um, and inside of them are all of these beautifully decorated cupcakes and cakes and cake pops and all right. of that kind of stuff. There's cookies. There's uh, lots of pastries and fresh bread and all of that kind of stuff. This is going to make me want all of that. I know, right? Yeah. But it's it's spread out all through the inside of this bakery through all of these little cabinets you can see uh it's it goes like straight back so you can see through to where the ovens are and you can see that the ovens are uh, two-tone the the doors of them are a silver almost like a steel but over them echoes the same kind of filigree decoration that you saw on the front of the building so the ovens are that silver color with like a bronze filigree over the top of them that looks like it's been very intricately carved and laid over the steel and there's like four different ovens right and there so there's two on the bottom two on the top so it makes like a giant square of ovens you suddenly see things being kind of thrown over looks like over someone's shoulder and you hear a high-pitched voice what did I do what did I do with all of those things that I was looking for Ah, that's very exact wording I apologize for that anyway you as you come in like some bells go off to let the person behind the counter know that somebody new is in. And she goes, oh, my goodness gracious. And she uh, comes walking over and she steps up. So she gets onto the first step. You just see the top of her hair, her head. She comes up the next step and you see like from her nose up. And then she comes up to the next step and you see like from the shoulders up. And she gets up to the third step. And it's only showing still from like her belly button up. And she's like, oh, new people. Hello and welcome to the Cookies and Cream Bakery slash cafe. I am Lily Bell and I, you know, own and operate the, the cafe. What can I get for you? Lily Bell, I... I should tell tell you this too. Lily Bell is the most adorable little gnome woman that you have ever seen she's got long brown hair it's in tight little ringlets uh she has like rosy red cheeks she has a cute little button nose like she is freaking adorable she's got like a so little i'm beside myself April.
1: i can't even talk right? i'm like yeah, i love her so much <laughs> yes. okay yeah this is this is the but cute... i'm trying to like
0: play it cool <laughs> it's the cutest place <laughs> that you've cool. been in a very very long time yeah from all of the horrors that you guys have seen um, with Knight's Defiance to walking into basically a cake. <laughs> you know, like it, it's a pretty so stark thing. So I'm thinking, difference. you know, that scene in Elf. I
1: know, I'm just like full of glee and I would love one of those cupcakes. Mm-hmm. What kind of cupcakes are there? Is there a strawberry cupcake?
0: There is a strawberry cupcake and it has a little strawberry actually on the top of it. That's how you know it's a strawberry cupcake. But the strawberry is decorated like a little ladybug. Oh my God. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm.
1: I love it. Like, really? I would like one of those and a coffee.
0: Okay. Please. Would you, did you want tiny that? Tiny lady. <laughs> <laughs> Again, my name is Lily, darling, but that's okay. <clears throat> um, would you like your coffee to go or are you going to stay and sit in the little seating area that we have out front?
1: What do you think, Elizabeth? Should we stay and sit out front? I think we should stay and sit and just watch. Watch. Yeah, let's you know do what that. I mean? Yeah, Yeah. like people watched or creature watch. Okay,
0: perfect. All right. Okay, we're going to creature watch. Okay, Erin, are you getting a a strawberry cupcake as well with a coffee? Same order? Yep. Okay, perfect. All right. So uh, she, (laughs) it's really adorable how she has adapted her store. So remember, the majority of people who live in this city are human. And she is a little tiny gnome, so she has her little step stools, but she also has these really obnoxiously long tongs that she uses when she, so she slides open the cabinet and she has these really long tongs that she sticks inside and she grabs the cupcakes with and she pulls them out and she puts them on these little pink plates. She pulls the the second one out and puts it on another pink plate. and uh, If
1: she turns evil, if she turns evil, I will no longer talk to you anymore. <laughs> I love her. Noted. Is it like the gremlin? Is it like the gremlin? So Don't think too she'll far suddenly... ahead. Enjoy the moment.
0: <laughs> well, no, I can't.
1: <laughs> I can't.
0: Okay. So uh, she... I mean, she's too small to lift a proper coffee pot, right? So <laughs> she... Has actually figured out how to put together this intricate design of uh, like copper and steel piping. So it, cool. She goes over and she puts the mug, which is like huge, in her hands. Right. So she puts this mug underneath a spout, and she actually just presses a little button, and you can watch as the coffee goes down in levels from the coffee pot, and your cup starts to fill up. So. It's just this weird system that she has figured out how to create. And she brings the coffee cup over. She climbs again back up onto her step stool, of which there are many behind the counter. And she places it beside your plate and she calls your number and uh, you can come and pick up your order. It's only like two copper pieces for a cupcake and and, uh, a little bit of coffee.
1: Can I ask her questions about the cool contraption? Because it's kind of fascinating. Yeah. I feel like Smegbrum would be super into this.
0: Yeah. Maybe Smegbrum has been here. Right? Maybe Smegbrum has been here already. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. So,
1: so I chat with her for a couple minutes. I'm like, this is super cool. How did you, can you explain like how you thought of this? Because this is, I love it. This is amazing. It's like you've invented something.
0: She explains, she asks if you have heard of a thing called gravity. No. No. Okay. Gravity. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So you've been messing with me. You're cute. I hope you come back with your little (laughs) horns. Okay. Um, My little horn. Your little horns. Uh, Basically, it it works the same way. Like when you're bottling wine, you know, you put that tube down into the wine and you do the suction thing and it does that. It's the same kind of concept and same system. She explains it in a very complicated way, but that's really what it is. There's a little tube that goes down into the coffee pot, and um, the button, you know, adds the suction to bring the liquid through and it dumps into your little coffee cup. I love it. That's how. And this cupcake is probably the best
1: cupcake I've ever had in my life.
0: It is. You can tell that as you bite into the cupcake, you can tell that this is made by someone who is a number of different things. Very proud of the work that she does, very skilled at what she does, and puts a lot of love into the food that she creates. Think about when you eat sweets at my mom's house you know like that's that's right? all yeah that's all like love and passion yep. and very proud of yep. what she puts down in front of people who who come to the house and stuff like that same exact idea except in the little 100%. tiny something t- little tiny and nobody. your mom's
1: adorable too
0: that's just pretty cute so. That's just pretty cute just pretty cute <laughs> yeah
1: okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay so you guys are go out and sit down at uh, a little table. The top of the table is just uh, like a normal kind of tabletop. It's it's white. Um, the chairs have all been painted either pink or purple, like a very light pink or purple. Again, with the same kind of filigree, it echoes what's on the front of the building. Everything is very ornate. looks like really complicated frosting is what everything looks like.
1: That's super cool. Mm-hmm.
0: So you sit and you uh, eat the most delicious cupcake that you've ever had. The coffee is equally delicious. Um, the You're not sure what, like it's, it's definitely some kind of a cream, but there's flavoring in the cream. So you didn't have to add sugar to it as well. It's just, it's like a sweet cream that uh, she, by the way, has created for her little cafe. You can't get it anywhere else in the city. She creates it. I love her. Mm-hmm. She's pretty great. Can she be my mom? <laughs> she can be a sort of mom. And as you're uh, sitting there, you're, you're getting comfy and, you know, the, the cupcake is now gone. And, you know, you know how when you eat a cupcake, you're still kind of hungry. That's not what you're getting from this cupcake. It's almost um, a little bit deceiving. It was just a small cupcake, but you do feel like full and satisfied by the food that you have eaten. <laughs>
1: Hang on. Is she drugging us? <laughs> Hang on. No, I, I call shenanigans. <laughs> I
0: promise you that there is nobody in this city who's messing with you. Everything is just okay. idyllic and wonderful. Okay, so let's go over to the two who decided to go to the tavern, the heavy door tavern. So you guys heavy approach the heavy door tavern. You guys approach the tavern and you see a group of young men who are you know, gathered in front of the door. And I would like you both to give me a strength check, please. Go on, strength. Oh. Strength check. Really? Yep.
1: Strength? Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> Shit. Hang on. Uh, let's see. Can
0: you... Ten total. Ten total. Okay. <gasps> so there's a a group of young men who are in front of the heavy door tavern and part of the actual initiation and recruitment for getting involved in one of the four little armies that are in this city is being able to open the door to the heavy door (laughs) tavern (laughs) okay
1: i have a seven
0: strength okay oh maybe it's minus two
1: I rolled a two. Yeah.
0: Okay. It's not gonna cut it.
1: <laughs> it's minus, minus one.
0: Okay. Kara can't get in either. No. But you're gonna you're you're gonna have more tries. Okay. So as you get to the door, there's the these five boys who are standing around the door. They're all about eighteen years old. Eighteen, by the way, the drinking age for this uh, village, city. And there is a. Uh, they all look like the same kind of build they're all um like they're not buff because they're just they're boys but they're all very they're all defined none of them are wearing shirts for some reason just weird um but they um all give the door a try and in fact there's only one who was able to open the door and his name is randy
1: Janet's new boyfriend
0: (laughs) so Randy is the first of the boys who um, is able to open the door and as you walk up you're seeing the other boys kind of walk up and they grab a hold of this handle it's um, a like I don't know we'll say it's about a foot and a half long and it's iron It has uh, like a decoration on the bottom, a decoration on the top, kind of like flared with like some kind of fancy ornamental thing. And the door pull is quite well worn. So this uh, heavy door tavern is obviously a popular spot in the city. So you approach this group of young men and you see the first one try and fail at opening the door. Like he's got his foot up on the wall and he's pulling with all of his might, and the door is just not budging. The next guy gets up and does the same thing, um, and the door is just not opening. And it's the third boy that you see who walks up to the door and pulls. He braces himself, he's got both hands on it, and he pulls. And you can see the muscles straining in his back as he tries to open the door. And finally, it pops open. And as the door pops open and swings on these big heavy hinges, you hear, you know, general merriment, you hear music coming from the inside, the smell of stew and ale, and uh, you just hear, you know, a lot of laughter and, and things like that coming from inside. He, so he goes inside. Everybody, you know, is kind of slapping him on the back and congratulating him and things like that. And the door swings closed. You cannot enter the tavern unless you are able to open the door on your own. This is a matter of pride for those who are in the city. I would like So you... those other boys couldn't go in with him. Correct. So I would like you both to give me another strength check. <laughs>
1: oh, I'm trying to do it for dice. Karen wants to drink shit
0: eight <laughs> okay
1: all right stomps off let Xander try <laughs> I rolled a three this time oh girl oh girl <laughs> all
0: right uh, one more of the boys is able to open so Steven is now inside Everybody, you know, it does the same thing. A lot of congratulations, a lot of high fives. The door opens again. And this time mingled with the smell of stew is like delicious warm bread again. And it just smells very enticing. Everybody inside is clearly having the best time. Um, So
1: once you open the door once,
0: are you able to get in and out on? Yes. Or is it? Okay. So it's not like you have to do this thing every time. Yeah. You don't do a strength check every time. I'm not going to ask you to do that. Um, by rights, probably should, but that's not, I don't, I don't think that that's, (laughs) I don't feel that that's quite reasonable, um, for what we're doing here. So he's not going to do it and he's not going to do it. One more. He does it. Okay. Both of you, another strength check. By the way, we're doing this until you guys get inside the tower, so
1: <laughs> I pictures, well I have a I have a card up my sleeve, I don't want to resort to it yet.
0: Or you get tired the door. it's a bloody door. Right? Or you get tired of it and decide to go somewhere else. It's entirely up to you guys how you wanna do this. No, no, he's determined now this is gonna happen. Okay. Shit one. <laughs> <laughs> your palms are so sweaty because you're getting so mad you walk up to the door you brace yourself you've got both hands on the, t- the handle you've got one leg up on the wall and you go to give the biggest pull of your life and your hands just slip right off and you go flying backwards and you like knock down one of the other guys who's standing there trying to get into the tavern <laughs>
1: start swearing in <laughs> right under my breath so the kids don't hear right yes of and... course of course <laughs> And I let
0: everyone else have a turn again, and I'm just, like, huffing and puffing. I'm just, like, staring at this damn door. Xandra? Eleven. Eleven? Doesn't do it. Um, The boys try. Uh, It goes through Carl and Gordon. Luther, however, makes it inside, so the door opens. And, again, it just sounds like everybody is just having so much fun, and this food smells so good. Whatever it is they're making in there just smells good. Wonderful, and like every time the door opens, like you're drooling a little bit more. Like, this is how good this food is smelling. So, let's drag them around my neck, by the way. Yep, okay. Strength check, ladies. (sighs)
1: Carrie was on a rage, which gives me advantage (laughs) (laughs) on strength
0: checks. (laughs) Stretch up to the damn door both 19 uh, so it's 22 of course okay that's gonna do it xandra 15. pardon
1: 15 15? 15 okay i rolled a 16 at minus one
0: all right so this time around um gordon is the first was it gordon yeah gordon is the first one to make it through in this round followed quickly by carl um, as the door closes, Xandra gives a, a pull on the door and it opens and care is like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that sounds right. Right. Xandra looks over her shoulder and kind of sticks her tongue out a little bit and like walks inside and the door closes behind her. So this <laughs> time
1: my, my dragon looks at you and goes, <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Okay. And <laughs> care, please explain to me in a rage how you open this door. <laughs>
1: So, it, like, ha- there's no one else left with me, right? Correct. You are all <laughs> by puppies. yourself. <laughs> all the- <laughs> just, like, grumbling as I stand. and like, I plant my feet like the kids did. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Grab the door. Rage and, like, full-on pull. And it just swings up easily. And I stumble a bit. <laughs>
0: and I, like, pretend play it he off. He goes rolling backwards. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> try to play it off as I strut it. <laughs> And that wraps up our time for this week for Wizards & Wine. We'll find out what happens with Care and Xandra inside of the Heavy Door Tavern next Tuesday. Right here, Wizards & Wine.
1: Will our inveterate inebriates manage to stagger to a victory over the adversity that hampers their imbibing? Or will their hangovers hamper their hearty adventures? Will they ever garner enough coin to clear their bar tab? Tune in next week for more antics of Vim and Vino. Don't miss out on more Wizards and Wine.